going on, dog? I didn't get to probably, looking good today, uh, bro. Well, thank you, thank you, sir. I think I'm killing this blue. This yeah, man. Blue, thanks, Brody. Thanks, dog. Uh, looking fire yourself, bro. Thanks, bro. Oath of cruelty. Yeah. Uh, yes, an oath. We made an oath of cruelty. You ever feel pressured to give compliments back? <laughs> hell no. Yeah, no. You just, oh, man, that hell ripper tea is looking fire. You just, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, keep going. Actually, actually, yeah. That, uh, that kind of happens on Sunday night. Oh, like me. what? Shotgun Sundays and whatever shirt you wear? No, um, when I was at when I was in St. Louis for the Judas Priest show oh, this past Sunday. Okay, yeah, I, I could hear people talking <laughs> about uh, what you was doing and wearing and shit. About, about my jacket, yeah, yeah. They didn't say nothing to you. No, like, like I could just hear them like they're walking past. I could see them like looking. Fucking jacket, you know? Bro. Yeah, like dang, like he's got dang. some nice ones on there. I'm gonna let him shotgun me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I heard one dude behind me. He was like, "Man, I got to figure out something to do with all my patches." I'm just thinking, like, get a jacket, <laughs> <laughs> you know, get a binder. So they was complimentary. They just didn't actually compliment you directly. Yeah. Hmm. Well, at least they weren't talking shit, money about. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No, they was. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't know. It was it was a lot of older people at that show, which I mean, Judas Priest has been around for fifty fucking years. So how old, is, how old is Duke? Like seventy something. Seventy two. Yeah. Woo. He still fucking got it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Does he still have it, or is it like? Yeah, bro. He like he was he was holding that one of those high notes for like I swear to God, it was like a good ten seconds. God damn. Okay. And I was like, "All right, all right, Rob." <laughs> I was never gonna call him Judas because I only know the front man. <laughs> that's uh, that's Rob. That well, that's Rob Halford, the the front man, the singer. Got you, got you, got you. It's like a uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, like because yeah. he was a singer and because he was black. It was like Hootie, Hootie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my name's Darius. <laughs> Darius, way off. <laughs> Darius, and now I make country music. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Uh, yeah, that's funny as shit, man. Yeah. I didn't get to celebrate. Uh, I talked to bro last week. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, he said what up. He said hi. Nice. Um, uh, as it was his birthday, happy belated. He shares the, the same birthday as Charles Hamilton, hence the song I was singing. Oh, okay. And I uh, didn't, uh, didn't get to... Salute Charles Hamilton. Back in the day when I would do radio, like my first year of radio, I did a whole two-hour block. <laughs> well, Dedic- if you talk to bro, tell him I said what up. I will. I will. Um, did a whole two-hour block dedicated to Charles Hamilton Records. Oh. Um, I call a lot of love for it. I call a little hate for it. But yeah, it was my first year in radio. I had to be creative um, putting together a specialty show. Um I won't dig into it, man. Y'all have heard past past episodes. CH should have been next, man. He should have been next. It just uh, shit got in the way, you know. Then the yep. whole, well, of course, you know the drugs, the drugs thing. But like him getting punched by his girlfriend on camera didn't help things. No. In a hyper masculine world. No, he's getting no chicks after that. No, yeah, no. Only uh, so much musicianship is gonna. <laughs> 
get you cakes in the 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 <laughs> the infant stages of YouTube. Um, yeah, man. I, yeah, yeah. How do you deal with that? Like for those, okay, for those, there's a large contingent you don't know, but uh, Charles Hamilton was on YouTube rapping with his his girlfriend, who at the time was, uh, and this is just a little tidbit. It's not even important. Mary J. Blige's uh, stepdaughter. And uh, there was freestyling in some interview. He said something slick. And she punched him. On the spot. Right on the spot. And, like, now forget about all the stuff that says about the relationship and her comfort in just punching niggas on the spot. Like, like the way she hit him, like, that wasn't the first time. <laughs> dog. Dog. And the way he ate it was like, fuck, again? <laughs> Here we go again. This shit again. <laughs> she swears she loves me. Like, as a man, like, what do you do? Oh, you gotta get out of that. Like, what do you do with that? Like, are you familiar with Blueface? Uh, I actually just seen a headline but like, about him, that guy. Him and his girl being fist fights four days out of the seven. Oh, no, I see. He just got arrested for, like, attempted murder. <laughs> All right. We'll get there. Just, like... We'll get there in a second. Just, like, one, like, like an hour ago. <laughs> All right. We'll get we'll get there in a second. Um, Attempted murder on her? I don't know. Okay. Look that shit up real uh, quick. Yeah, Blueface. Arrested in Vegas for attempted murder, nigga. Yeah. Okay, facing attempted murder charge. Well, that changes the scope of this conversation. <laughs> um, I was gonna speak. I was speaking about uh, the, the 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 celebration of like Blueface and his his lady. They getting like fist fights on the internet. People are like, oh, love. Look at the love. No. Yeah, no, that shit is fucking crazy. No, dude. Anybody that says. Like is down. That's down for that. No, I don't nah, want to hang out with you. Wild, dog. You got to get away from me, man. You like, get and away. who wants to be around that? Like, even like your circle. Like, oh shit, they're together. We can't hang out, <laughs> bro. Right? Like, that's you a, know, some shit's gonna happen. That is a social circle. Yeah, no, that will chop that shit in half, dog. I don't know, man. But yeah, man, I don't know what you do as a man. You just you know take a take that shot to the face, like on camera on the internet. Like, it's an automatic L. Freddie Gibbs said something recently. He was talking in relation to um, Takeoff's passing, Rest in Peace Takeoff. He said, there's only two, there's only like two options for rappers. It's either embarrassment or death. Because, let's say there was video of like, and these are his words, basically, let's say there was video of like, Takeoff getting robbed for all this change and shit or whatever. Like, that shit would have been memed out, memed out, memed out, memed out. But the other option is he died. Like, that's the option for rappers. And so for CH, like, just short of death, that's one of that embarrassment for a rapper is no good, man. Like, people, like I mean, it always comes back to people don't forget. No, they don't. <laughs> They don't forget. They don't forget. You know? And if I'm whack for for taking for for making it racial, well, I'm I'm long overdue. But like, we talked about black boy joy and white boy joy in the episode that'll never be heard. But yeah. like, black men's pain and embarrassment is very profitable. 
Yeah. It's very profitable. They're running Kyrie through it all right now for posting a link, a link to the video with no context, and then not, like, immediately apologize. Listen, protect Kyrie Irving. Protect Kyrie Irving. But posting a link and then not immediately apologizing about it. Uh, we, see, we see what's happening with Kanye, but the Michael Jordan meme is legendary. The Will Smith yeah. meme and its context is legendary. They talked more about the Will Smith meme and the entanglement. Whereas in the Michael Jordan aspect, you know what, where that meme came from? I Not 100% now. I believe it was Hall of Fame induction. That's, so a, like, that's a joy moment. Yes. Right. <laughs> and that part of the story has been completely wiped out. You can't be happy no more. Bro, completely wiped out. Right? <laughs> Fucking remember the Allen Iverson practice speech? Practice. Talking about practice. Don't think I do. The listeners do. This was twenty this is two thousand one, two thousand two, right? Like they were making fun of Allen Iverson because he thought that he just didn't. They were talking about like, oh, Allen Iverson doesn't practice. Ooh, Allen Iverson doesn't want to practice. But the context that they left out was that days before, one of his closest friends was murdered. And he's like, we sitting here talking about practice. That's what the context of the speech. I'll send you the link. And for those listening yeah, who yeah. know that, they're like, oh, shit, that's what that was about. Yeah. Yes. And people, people act like they got to know everything. Well, the thing is, like, if you're going to tell the story, tell it, right? Don't yeah. just say that he's out here Don't just tell your favorite practice. parts. Yeah. N- nigga. <laughs> nigga. Nigga. That's why girlfriends mess up relationships. They only tell. <laughs> the parts they parts want. And the parts that they need to get out, man. Um, long story short, happy belated birthday to Charles Hamilton. <laughs> um, how are you, bro? <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm fucking got a half day tomorrow. Like I said, I went and seen Priest on Sunday. It was actually my first show I went to by myself. Oh, you went dolo. Yeah. Was this the oh this is St. Louis joint, right? Yeah, yeah. I could've I could have waited because it was like like it was seats. You know, like you bought a seat. Mm. I should have waited because that opener wasn't. Terrible. <laughs> Should we give light to who it was? Or do you want to say who it was? It was I mean, it was Queens Reich. Queens I don't think I've heard. Yeah, of dude, it, it was it was bad. You don't even want to know. Yeah, are they well known? Are they just in the city? Or yeah, I mean, they've been around from the eighties and shit. You know, probably like the early eighties, maybe mm-hmm. even late seventies. Okay, but man, no, nah, it was. They it don't. Was they bad, don't still bro. got it. Nah. <laughs> Like, like, the singer kept going off stage. Like, I swear to God, the singer went off stage, like, every track. They played eight songs. Mm. The first song was the best one. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, man, I could, I could have made some money, you know, but I was, I was, I'm a, I'm a nice person. Uh-oh. You know, I got integrity. Uh-oh. Integrity. I was, I, I got integrity. But, no, <laughs> I was sitting there, you know, I was sitting there just minding my own business in my seat. I had four seats, uh-huh. and because uh, where else? I look over, and I, I, I look over, and I see a wallet. Mm. Oh, you could have laying on the ground. Okay, there was a like it was it was in the row. There was nobody in this row, and there was two guys sitting in front. Mm. So I just go over there and grab the wallet, and dude sitting in front of it, or yeah, in front of. It, I just asked him, "Say hey, you drop something?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> and his buddy was like, "Holy shit!" And the guy just said, "Thanks." 
<laughs> he didn't give you a tip. No, he didn't give me no tip, bro. Like, depending on how much money, like, like depending on how much money, if like if I was to lose my wallet, depending on how much money I had in the wallet, you're gonna get some of that. And I ain't gonna lie, you're not gonna get shit in my wallet. I was kind of just <laughs> joking, but in like Grand Theft Auto, when you find wallets, they give you a tip. <laughs> <laughs> but like i mean, like if i was to lose my wallet and be from out of town like yeah. fuck bro shit would be wild shit and then wild. and then i was waiting in line to get a beer and mm. some dude comes up to the guy in front of me outside of the line asked him to get him some beer and he drops five bucks didn't even see it but i got a gang of people behind me <laughs> so i pick it up I'm like hey bro <laughs> You dropped this. <laughs> Good Samaritan with the dope-ass vest ass. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you take the new vest with the... Uh, no, I'm busting that. that. I'm saving that one. No, I finished it. I'm saving oh, okay. that for L.A. I okay to live and die in L.A. Yeah. The priest, man, that shit was tight. Yeah. They fucking... Man. It was... That was that was a show. Nice. Nice. Like I said, the fucking it, dude's seventy-two years old, and he still fucking got it. Hey. Like they played, they played for about an hour and a half. Yeah, it was it was fucking tight. What besides the high note? Like, what were the indicative moments of like you still he still got? Because like you watch like now, not everyone listening to this part are wrestling fans, but like when Ric Flair had his last match, or Steve Austin had his last match. Here's the thing. Respectfully, they did not still have it. <laughs> no. But the crowd will chant, you still got it. What is it yeah. about Priest that, uh, or, or Rob specifically, that, uh, showed off he still had it? I mean, I mean, this was, this is late in the tour too. So, like, I mean, his voice still sounded good. Yeah. They didn't play, like, before I went to the show, like when they announced this tour and they played a few shows, I looked at the set list. They put, they've been playing the same set list, maybe changed up one or two tracks. Wasn't too excited about this set list, but once it actually started happening, I was like, okay, this is this is fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> like this is working. Yeah, but I mean, like he's still got the fucking energy. I mean, motherfucker, like he still runs around on stage a little bit for a seventy-two year old. You know, got you. He doesn't. He doesn't just stand there and sing. He's got it more than most seventy-two year olds. And a seventy-two-year-old yeah. version of him is still energetic and gets like he still got yeah. the spirit in him. Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Motherfucker rode out on a on a motorcycle on the encore. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Uh, did he? Prefer, did they perform your favorite Judas Priest record? Um, no, they didn't play anything off my favorite Judas Priest album. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people don't like my favorite though. Like, Comparable. like a lot of people say, like it's like it's an acquired taste. Uh huh. But like, I fucking love it. It's eighties as fuck. Which it's album is Turbo? It? Turbo. Turbo. Would it be so? Like, again, I'm 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 following your lead here. Would it be considered like one of their like mainstream poser efforts, or is it like a deep album cut that you get? Not album cut, but like. The deep album in the discography that you'd have to really appreciate. Oh, t- tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like it's it's full on eighties. Like, okay. it's got like it's got like synths and shit. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. Is there so like you you know I love that shit. No doubt for sure for sure for sure. And I don't blame you because I fucks with that shit too. <laughs> so is that like their uh, is their eighties run not as appreciated? 
No, I I think all of their shit. I mean, I that album gets a bad rap, I think. But I mean, like honestly, like their first, like there's one of their very first albums I hated, and then uh, Rob Halford left, and I think it was '91, and they got a new singer. Uh, he was only there for like two or three albums. Those are trash. Mm. Those are terrible. Now, were they trash because they were trash, or were they trash because it was a different front man? The front man counts. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was because the front man. Um, yeah, you ever seen the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg and no, Jennifer Aniston? No, I, that's I know the based on uh, Tim Ripper, the oh, guy okay. that replaced Rob. Is he the older or little brother to hell? Oh. <laughs> you get it? You get yeah. it? Yeah, you get it. <laughs> like. Like, Tim Ripper, he's still going. Tim Ripperson, he's still going. He's actually fucking playing a festival in L.A. this same weekend. Oh, shit, okay. But uh, I ain't going to that shit. Uh, <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Judas Poser. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, they should have just funny. took a hiatus. That's You funny. know? Because I'm trying to but think yeah, of, I mean, like... Yeah, like, it was cool. I mean, it was cool. They, like I said, the 50th anniversary tour, and it's kind of the 40th anniversary for their album Screaming for Vengeance, which is a banger the all one. the way through. Yeah. Is that the most heralded Judas Priest album? Uh, it's it's up there. I mean, right. it's got one of the coolest it's got one of the coolest covers. It's got like this fucking robotic eagle like Gosh, you know? okay. Okay. <laughs> you made a good point about like the front man cuz like I mean most notably there's what Van Halen they traded front man and I think that was like the most I mean yeah, people like Light Hagar, but he ain't know no Took him a while to like him. Yeah, he ain't no David Lee Roth. No. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, black groups where that happened. And I'm talking about, like, prominent 80s, 90s, 2000s groups. Um, it's always, like, background singers, like Black Street or Drew Hill. Like, they're not trading out Cisco. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, oh, Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky. They traded out Pleasure P., who didn't always have the P on his name. I don't like that shit. I don't, I don't, not that it really matters, but first it was just pleasure, which is wild enough. I'm 34, calling a grown man a pleasure. Um, rubs me the wrong way. I was 16 and didn't want to say his name. It, was, it just it rubbed me wrong. Um, they got another dude very briefly. Uh, no one remember his name. And it, it just didn't work, it didn't did it? Shake. That shit did not shake. That shit stood yeah. still. Um, no, I really can't think of like black groups who traded out the front man. That's a hell of a, uh, that's a hell of an investment. Your front man. The only time, like, I think it should ever be traded or anybody get traded out is if the person like dies. Right. Yeah. And even you know. then it's almost like, uh, do we do this yeah. to carry on or not? But yeah, I'm Googling black front men. Um, I mean, like, I mean, like Pantera, well, and not Pan, like Phil and Selma, the singer of Pantera and Rex Brown, I think that's his name, the bass player, they're getting back together and the drummer from Anthrax and Zach Wild, he's going to play guitar. Hmm. And I mean, they're calling it Pantera, which it's, it's not, right. but I don't give a shit. I'm still going to go. <laughs> I feel you. you know, I mean, I like it's that. more of a fucking celebration of Pantera. 
right with the singer and the bass player because i mean Dimebag and Vinny, they started Pantera. So, I mean, obviously, <laughs> they're both dead. Right, 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 right. For sure. But, I mean, even, even I mean, you go back and look. I mean, Vinny didn't want any of this yeah. shit to happen. Right. But, right. I mean, fuck, dude. They did a goddamn OzFest. I don't know if you've seen this recently, but they mm-hmm. did a fucking OzFest last weekend on the Metaverse. Really? Yeah, and Motorhead was there. Really? Yeah. And, like, I looked up some of this shit. It's all, like, it's all animated, like, 3D mm-hmm. bullshit. Like, fuck that. No yeah. way. Get that shit out of here. I want to stick on your metaverse, metaverse point. I want to say real quick, new edition might count because Bobby Brown left. But they also had Ralph, so he was kind of like a dual frontman situation. And then they got Johnny Gill to kind of offset that. I uh going to your meta vo- metaverse point three times fast. What the fuck? Metaverse point. Um, I was watching something. I think it was HBO Max, and casually they were talking about like this woman who claimed like sexual assault in the metaverse. Yeah. Like. Fuck, dude. Like people are buying land in the metaverse, bro. Bro. I don't understand. I don't understand none of this shit. I don't understand none of this shit. Like, I get that, like, yeah, the metaverse is is its own place. And, of course, you should feel safe to navigate it. So, I don't want to necessarily. Are there property lines in the metaverse? Well, what I'm I'm getting at is that, so I don't necessarily want to diminish the weight of anyone's claim of sexual assault. Regardless of where it is. But, like, on one hand, okay, take the headset off, right? But on the other hand, once you take the headset off, it doesn't take away the memory of what you dealt with. Yeah, the you might have got assaulted verbally. There. Say what? You might have got assaulted verbally. I mean, listen, I never had a headset, but I mean, listen, if some crazy man comes up <laughs> pulling his dick out, when I don't want in the metaverse, in front of me in the metaverse, I might feel a way. Like, I seen this fucking little video. I'm not sure if it was in the metaverse specifically, but it was some online world. Yeah. And they were playing poker. And this dude took somebody's vape pen and then punched him in Wait, the metaverse. What? Yeah. Like, he, he snatched his vape pen out of this dude's mouth. I don't know. Are you right? <laughs> Bro, rub my face. I don't understand. Wait, 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 how do you take something from someone in the metaverse? I mean, like, you, I mean, I, dude, I don't know. Like, see, like, back when I was growing up, I was thinking, oh, 3D, I mean, like, like this 3D technology is going to be so tight. Like, fuck that. <laughs> Bro, remember going to, like, JCPenney or Kmart or something? They had a video game set up. Yeah. And remember, like, there was, like, the Sega... It was like some bullshit. Tekken. Not even like the one, like the goggles you put on your face and it looked oh, like no, shit in I 1995. Yeah. It was uh, it was uh, like it was a tabletop shit that you set up, wasn't yes. it? Yes. It yeah. was uh, it was it was Nintendo something. It, everything yeah. looked like red. Yes, yes, yes. I had I had Wario on that motherfucker, <laughs> and we were so content with the shit that it looked like. It looked like shit. Yeah. Like. But now, like, people are getting in fights on there. 
we, we, we have to stop doing things. Not technology is going to kill us all. Bro, we are going to kill us all. Yeah. We have that's to just, That's just our nature. To not stop. Yeah. <laughs> we have to stop doing things, dude. Like, when is too much too much? Like, the capability... Until, until, for... until you can't get any more. But, dog, it's motherfuckers being sexually assaulted in the metaverse. Which means, like, you gotta have the brain to create the metaverse. The brain to want to go in there. And then, the brain to sexually assault in virtual reality. Like, like I'm just trying to figure out how this is a thing. Like... I can you just like get in this bitch and just like run around naked? Bro. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> like, I, I feel, works. I feel like, I mean, like, I feel like nobody's got like fucking wieners and that shit. Like, it's just like, bro, it must be some, it must be some dicks in that shit. I don't know. Dude. I mean, somebody's modding it, I, dude, you know? <laughs> bro. Like, that's the brand you gotta have to be bored as fuck at the crib. On Sunday, you'd be like, "Oh, let me just pull my dick out in the metaverse." <laughs> but like, what I'm like, I feel like they wouldn't make that. Like, they wouldn't make body parts like that in the ver- in the metaverse. You know, I don't, I've never been there. I don't. I don't plan on going. Maybe we just gotta stay out. I, th- I think we should. Just yeah, just it, listen, it ain't for us. If y'all fuck with that shit, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Because, nah, dude, I don't understand, dude. I don't understand. Um, speaking of things I don't understand, dog, I took some time and was hanging out Sunday and uh, was watching some Netflix. Now, we haven't hit the people with a uh, with a proper uh, Netflix recommendation literally since American Vandal two or two years ago. Or so, um, if you get the chance, check out Sins of Our Mother. Sins of Our Mother. Yes. It's about... So it's it's three parts. The first two parts are about 50 minutes. And the second and the last part is like 40 minutes. It starts a little bit slow. But it's about this woman who was like this beauty queen. She was on Wheel of Fortune. She was like this just cute, skinny, blonde, white woman. Like a Republican's dream, right? She was a hate. But like, whatever. MAGA man's dream. She starts, like, following this religion where they're talking about the the 144,000, you know, those who will be left over after after Judgment Day. She starts buying up, like, rice and powdered milk and bulk and shit, right? I don't want to give it all away, but, like, dog. I got rid of Netflix. Did you? Yeah. Listen, bring it back. See, like, there's the only thing that like interests me right now on Netflix. I got a new war movie. That's about it. <laughs> Which one is that? Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. It's uh, World War Two through the eyes of the Germans. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like World War, like the old wars. I don't know. Just kind of fascinated me. Like that shit was brutal. They're not going to call it anti-Semitic either. No. 
like no, but like those, those clear anti-Semitism, brutal, like hand to hand combat, trench warfare, shit like that. Like they weren't just shooting motherfuckers, you know. Yeah, yeah. People were like that. Sh- they were taking that shit personal. I bet you know you coming to my life. Hell yeah. <laughs> Is it only anti-Semitic if you're black? No. You sure? It's not because I'm gonna look this movie up, and like you said, the Germans in World War Two. Yeah, the clear, fucking Nazis. <laughs> clear. There's a, there's a clear bias in how they think. <laughs> I mean, see, like, but like, I mean, yeah, like, fuck all those motherfuckers. But like, <laughs> Ooh, fuck the Jews, Ren. I'm trying to get us canceled? No, I'm talking about the Nazis, fool. Ah, okay. I'm saying, make sure. Nah, yeah, fuck the Nazis. <laughs> did you see? Uh, <laughs> did you see Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live? Man, I fucking forgot to record it. Yeah, watch the monologue. I didn't watch the whole show. I didn't watch the sketch. I saw a little bit of like the the House of Dragon spoof. I don't, I don't care about that shit. But watch the monologue. It's about fifteen minutes. I seen there was one person, that one writer that walked out. Man, fuck, eat a <laughs> dick. I know that shit is so. Fr- <laughs> <laughs> all this shit is so fucking frustrating we didn't take the time to talk I about know. Kanye and Kyrie but like all this shit is so frustrating like it, this was like six months ago but he had a couple sold out shows cancelled the day of yeah. that's like get out of here dude just don't go <sighs> you said what just don't go <laughs> I just the, the thing is man it's frustrating because whatever dumb shit Kanye may have said, like, again, it's a power structure thing, man. They're not going to, there are only certain consequences for certain things, mm-hmm. right? When he was saying that slavery was a fucking choice and all the dumb shit he was saying, Adidas was with him, Balenciaga was with him, all his deals stayed intact. The minute he said, the minute he fucked up a tweet and said DEFCON instead of DEFCON, like, shit went crazy, right? Yeah. And I don't know the full extent of what he said. I don't. I honestly don't care enough to look. I do know that if you say ooish J, it doesn't matter what you say next. It's just going to be deemed anti-Semitic. Yeah. Go check out Dave Chappelle's... Um, and that conversation is so in-depth. Because Kanye's whack for... Kanye's whack... But everybody else is whack. I'm not going to say that, that that Jewish people are whack for being offended. I'm going to say society's whack for the power that they gave Jewish people to affect as many lives as possible when I'm not going to get the same respect for it. We should have held Kanye accountable instead of just copping the new Donda. I'm still waiting for the beats to drop on Donda. That whole album just feel like the beats. Ooh, the beat about to drop, son. And then they never fucking drop. They never drop. What the fuck? Right? He pissed off black people and, and got no consequences for it. He went to fucking Fox News and was like, oh, man. Well, no, he pissed off black people and then started wearing MAGA hats and then was like, nope, I need some more black sympathy juice. Went over to Drink Champs and then was like, oh, got all, got all the black sympathy juice. Went over to Fox News and then came back. was like, oh, no, Kim and Pete, my family. They're trying to tear up the black family. <laughs> and then it's wearing White Lives Matter shirts. And on one end, we're not doing anything to hold this nigga accountable. But we feel a way when somebody's finally holding him accountable. Are we feeling a way because it's a black man being held accountable for some dumb shit he said? 
Or do we feel a way subconsciously because we didn't check this nigga first? Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I've been watching Kanye West since college dropout. He has always been looking for a certain specific white affection and white appreciation from then. And if you know what to look for, it that that's what he was doing. He'd been looking for that. So I'm not surprised by anything that we're seeing today. And, nigga, I watch wrestling. I'm not surprised by nothing. I'm not surprised <laughs> by nothing. Right? I ain't even mentioned the Kanye doc. Great doc. But that was another way to grab some sympathy for the next goofy shit he was on. So, whatever, nigga. <laughs> whatever, nigga. Protect Kyrie Irving. Protect Kyrie Irving. All he did was tweet a link. Regardless of, regardless of whatever context you could pull, he tweeted a link, didn't apologize quickly enough, and then said, dog, I'm not anti-Semitic, and, and talked this Kyrie shit. Kyrie do be doing some funny shit, but it's not, Kyrie thinks he's smarter than everybody, which is okay, but like... Pick your battles, I guess, man. Pick your battles. Watch that. Uh, watch that Dave Chappelle doc. Yeah, yeah, I watched uh, it tomorrow at the airport. He made a he made a great point about uh, Jews in Hollywood. Uh, I've seen that part. Yeah, it's the only part I'll say. He said, "Listen, man, yeah. I've been around Hollywood. There's a lot of Jewish people in Hollywood, so I understand how someone might think the Jews run Hollywood. I just wouldn't be dumb enough to say it in public." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I've seen. <laughs> Dave killed it. He killed it, man. He always does. He made some great points about Trump. Uh, nah, Dave, Dave fucking killed it, man. Salute to Dave. Um, actually watched some Chappelle show on Monday. Like, yeah. uh, just turn on like the Pluto app. You got the Pluto app? No. Um, I'll have to check my TV. I don't know. It's just like random channels, but they had Comedy Central on there, Decent. and it was just showing uncensored fucking Dave Chappelle. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Let me ask this, man. Would I be whack if I said that, excuse me, that, like, not all of Chappelle's show ages as well as we say it does? Oh. Nah, dog, you're right. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I hadn't watched in a while, but, like, when it got on Netflix, and this was even before he was mad it was on Netflix, I was watching some shit. I was like, I mean, I'm not 14 anymore. Maybe my, maybe I'm just more sophisticated. But like a lot of this shit doesn't age as well as we said it did. You know what I'm saying? I'm mean, like, like, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't though. Not saying that, right? Right. You know, that's kind of how a lot comedy of kind of too. Yeah, <laughs> kind of how comedy goes too, right? Because like I can maybe yeah. go back and watch Raw Delirious from Eddie Murphy in the early '80s and be like, I mean, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> this is this is Raw um, canceled. You know what I'm saying? However, and I say this a lot, man. Because I actually just said this a couple days ago. Um, I really wish Patrice O'Neill was around right now to navigate this world listeners if y'all have not watched elephant in the room there's a 2012 stand-up special from patrice o'neill was about a year before he passed away um the entire uncut um stand-up special is on youtube elephant in the room patrice o'neill my personal favorite stand-up ever 
I would love to see Patrice O'Neal in this client in this uh, climate right now. He started to stand up by saying, "I want to thank the coordinating director for these pair of titties in the front row." I said, "Ooh, <laughs> oh, let's go, son!" Yeah, man. Um, I I would love to. I would love to. Um. I saw a thing today on IG. It was a post from Mariah Carey. I don't know if it dropped today, but it went from Mariah Carey being ready, uh, getting done with Halloween, and then uh, trained her Santa suit. As you know, All I Want for Christmas has become the Christmas record. Um, what's your, what's your gift-giving plans, man? You getting gifts ready? Gifts? Nah, dog. I'm fucking broke. Yeah. <laughs> I've been going. traveling, shows bro. On, shows on shows. I've been going to too many shows, bro. I feel you. Like, like, like this year, this year I'm on track to hit 22 shows. Oh. And six of them, and six of them were fucking festivals, multi-day festivals. Damn. So that's not just travel. That's accommodations. Yeah. Damn. That's food. That's yeah. You out here, boy. Yeah, I just got another here. credit card though, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny as shit. I've never been a great gift giver. Like if I really, really sat and thought about it, maybe I've never been a great gift giver. I think I'm starting to get better. Yeah. Like I mean, like, like I don't know if I know what you like. That's the thing, right? You know, yeah. Like I don't like people buying me shit. No. Just because, like, it, I mean, like, just because you bought me something doesn't mean I fucking have to like it. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> it's a tough balance, right? Because the best gifts, they say, like, it's the thought that counts, which I understand. Because, like, the best gifts are, like. But did you really think about it? Well, what I mean is, like, the best <laughs> gifts, though, are, like, something you could get for someone that you just don't think of them getting for themselves, right? So somebody could really think something out for you and really think it out. And just missed the mark. Like, what if somebody bought you, like, a book? I'm with that. Listen, not everything about me and you is the exact same, right? No, no, that, that's why That's why this shit works. They bought you a book? <laughs> Hell no, I need buy me no fucking book. <laughs> but if somebody bought you a book, you'd be yeah, like, Yeah, I'd, I'd rather take some socks. <laughs> Do you yeah. know? Well, Damn, at least I could okay. use those motherfuckers. What if it was a book about something you really fuck with? Then that'd be okay. Like the back, uh, the all the backstory behind the Judas Priest Turbo album. I'd read that. That would be fire, <laughs> right? But you like the thought that counts. Ain't nobody gonna buy me no fucking book. <laughs> I'm gonna see if that book exists, and I might send that shit dead to you. Merry fucking Christmas. Like the backstory of Turbo the album. That's funny as shit. I got my guy one time. Um, shout to like if ever if I ever get something like he doesn't really care. So We're all like, cool. Yeah. So like if I get a gift, it's like I more so get something for his wife that she might want or enjoy, and I'll get him like a twenty four pack of like Miller High Life. <laughs> right? That dude's on the bush now. Yo, you know what I'm saying. So, like, one time I got, like, Cards Against Humanity, right? But then one Christmas, I uh, I bought him this entire, <laughs> the entire Manscaped 3.0 pack. Yeah. That's a good gift. Bought it, listen, man. Bought him a nice little ball hair trimmer. It's a good gift. Plus some ball deodorant. Plus some ball toner. 
uh, came with a little pack of draws, came with uh, this little mat where you pick up all the hair and shit. I'm like, yeah, man, fun for the family. Fun for the whole family. And then I found out, and maybe I'm saying too much, that she didn't like it because she likes him hairy. I'm saying too much. Hey, man, what, hey, what, hey, man, whatever they like. I'm saying too much. But that's the thing, man. You might think you have the perfect gift. Perfect gift in mind. And, you know, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm trying to think. Give like, me the money. Like, you don't have to buy me nothing. I'm trying to think what I've gotten out. recently for, like, friends. Yeah. Like, I got my guy... Hypnotized Minds flag and some Hypnotized Minds shorts. Ooh, okay. Uh, got one of my other guys, Metallica print. Hey. Like a framed print. And then another my guy, uh, a black metal flag from this band called Dissection. Mm. Yeah, they all love that Dissection. shit, you know? Yeah. That's dope, man. That Nipsey Hustle picture behind me actually was a birthday gift. See, that's a good one. That was shit good like one. that. Shit like that I love. Yeah. Like, get me, like, get me, like, a fucking, I mean, like, I've, I mean, I don't want this to sound wrong, but, like, I've already got a lot of cool shit, you know? Like, you <laughs> might buy me an extra, you know? Some, yeah, fit, fit your aesthetic. I might re-gift that to somebody else, I but, mean, like, I did appreciate it. Fit your aesthetic, you know what I'm saying? If it don't fit, I feel yeah, it. Yeah, you know? I feel it, man. Give me the cash. Yeah, it's just easier. Yeah, it's easier. Cash app, infinite juvie. Yeah, you know? Christmas is coming soon. Yeah, man. But yeah, no, check out Sins of Our Mother on Netflix. It's fucking yeah. crazy. It makes me say, wow, the whites. I, I said that about four times. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, there's death. There's religion. Um, there's the whites. That sums us up. <laughs> How do you follow that? Big Ren, <laughs> listeners, thank you for pressing play. On episode 168 of the Hard Camera, T-H-C-C-L-X-V-I-I-I, and I am your guy, Juve, J-U-V, just under your vision. I'm sitting here with my tag team partner, as always, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are Toxic Attraction. Big Ren, let me know I can reach you on the social media as my guy. You got it, dog. All you sick fucks can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at A, motherfucker. A underscore M A A F F H U C K A. Cheating on over there, dog. Watermelon, dog. I had some fried chicken a little bit ago. Nice. I didn't mean to eat into the microphone. It was just so juicy. <laughs> so, so juicy. Juicy like finding Juvie Desayuno on Twitter and the Instagrams. J U V I D S A Y U N O. Check out the show page. Me and Big Ren on the show page on Twitter. On the instant grams at the hard camera. Live coverage with a system of whatnot here to for the set of things of that nature. Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Shout to Australia, Heartwoman Content, our building content, content that is just so juicy. So juicy. It was right there for the taking. Dig it, man. Oh, yeah, let's get into the main event. We could talk some WWE afterwards. AEW. Full Gear 2022. Now, listeners, we got an interesting, interesting show today because usually we record after Dynamite. However, because of Big Ren's travel plans, we're actually recording before Dynamite. 
So what we're going to do, we're going to give our predictions for the matches that are fully announced right now. Depending on what is announced after Dynamite, stick around toward the end of the show. I might uh, record a little addendum uh, for the rest of our predictions. I'll get some uh, text predictions from Ren. I'll get those recorded and give you a little analysis. Well, for now, we're going to start with what we got. Big Ren is sitting at 56 of 75 matches predicted at 74.66%. Yaju is sitting at 54 of 75 matches presented, uh, predicted 72% on the dot. Uh, we currently have two, four, six, eight matches on the docket. Now, here's the thing. It's an AEW pay-per-view. Between us recording and by Saturday, there could be another seven more yeah. uh, added to the show. Um, I do know the uh, the tournament final will be on the show. We will not be predicting that on this live account, but uh, we'll get some predictions later. Um, potentially the trios titles for sure. Um, Orange Cassidy might defend the All Atlantic Championship. I don't know against who. I know he's uh just got of a little brief brief feud with uh with with Pac. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it shakes, man. You might get Eddie Kingston on the buy-in show. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah, I mean, um. But let's dig into what we have listed, my guy. Well, first let's do this, man. We think about the show on paper so far. It's gonna be a banger. Yeah. AEW pay per views are always bangers. They bat high. I mean, I'm a, that's I'm pissed. I can't watch it live. I'm gonna. I, I there's no way oh, I'm gonna be able you to say spoiled on that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ray's playing that night. E, okay. Shout so I and and yeah, honestly, there's no way I'm gonna be able to stay away from spoilers because I'm gonna be at the fucking airport on Monday with nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Fun, fun. Yeah, I like, but but like, I'm like, I'm coming back that Monday. I'm off that Tuesday because fuck the dumb shit. Facts. And I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it on Tuesday. I mean, yeah, I'm watching on Tuesday. Day catching up. Yeah, man, that's gonna be a fun show. Next week is gonna be our full gear recap show and our Survivor Series prediction show. It's gonna be a fun show. Um, mm-hmm. dig, man. So overall, yeah, you're looking uh, looking forward to it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Me too, man. Um, you know, looking at this card, I mean, of course, it's on a Saturday. This one too, correct? Yeah. Yep. A lot of theirs are on Saturdays. Now, All Out was on a Sunday. Yeah. But they kind of blend it more, where it seems like WWE shows are looking kind of focused on Saturdays lately, very subtly. Um, cause I, yeah, because hell, Survivor Series is the next Saturday. Yeah. Um, AEW kind of blends the two, but WWE seems to be trying to take over that Saturday market. Interestingly yeah. enough. Um, this show, amongst others, man, is kind of one of those differences between the two shows kind of thing. Like, for those who talk about the difference between pro wrestling and sports entertainment, I think the difference between, and we've talked about it before, but, like, another example of the difference between the two is for the same contingent who says that AEW doesn't tell stories. Yeah. The storytelling is different, but if we look at a WWE show, if you look at Raw, which is, you know, three hours, if you missed the first segment, the A story, you're going to get four recaps Oh yeah, throughout that night. Yeah. Whereas if you miss it in AEW, 
it's what some consider a criticism and what some consider, you know, a strength. If you miss it, you, you might it. get, yeah, you kind of just, you kind of missed it. Yeah. So you might get some kind of reference to it on commentary. You may or may not get a video package. I feel like the only time they redo a video package is whenever, didn't mean to cut you off there, but uh, whenever the camera, the camera, or they fuck up on the camera angle. Sure. Sure. They're getting that production down right. Yeah. And they have the bomb ass video packages for the pay per views themselves, right? Building up to the you know, the, the, the go home shows. But those I think there's the, the, the hot spot is right in the middle. WWE can be a little less heavy handed. And AEW I think relies on nuance a little more to where maybe they could use a little bit more of a heavy hand in telling the story if you miss certain beats of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, to an extent, this may be, you know, one of those shows. Or just, you know, just relying on memory. Again, relying on the memory of, hey, there's history here. Um, but dig it, man. Let's let's start here. This story, um, in some form or fashion, has been going on. For, this is one of those storytelling moments. Mm-hmm. The Steel Cage match. Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Luchasaurus. And I don't mean just because Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were former friends, clearly, right? But the Christian Cage aspect, the Battle Royal at Double or Nothing, was it 2020 where this all started? 2021 where it all started? Um, So this has been a found, this has had a foundation to it. Some would argue it's gone on a while because of the Christian Cage injury. Some wouldn't, right? But... Talk to me. What do you what do you think about the match? What do you think about the story? How we got here? Where are we going? It's been good storytelling for sure. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, now with AEW have with their steel cage matches, is it an option to climb over the top to win? I think it's just pinfalls. See, like I don't really like that because this is only the third cage match, right? I'm yeah. So and none of them have like ended with somebody escaping right cody beat Wardlow inside the cage and um the lucha bros beat the young bucks inside the cage yeah um i don't think there's been any other steel cage matches not counting blood and guts that's interesting huh we've seen yeah. probably at least two lights out matches i can think of uh no a death match we've seen some stipulations but the steel cage seems to be the one that they're. We've seen X amount of ladder matches, but the steel cage seems to be the one that they're protecting, quote unquote. Yeah. Interesting old school approach there. Um, but keep going. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't really like that you can't escape to win because I feel like that would be a good way for Jungle Boy to win this one. Mm. You know, keep the feud going because I mean, what I mean. Is Christian hurt? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this shit ain't over with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, fuck, dude. Luchasaurus is over here pulling the big show card, you know, just flip-flopping, just going back and forth, teams. Like, come on, dog. And I guess there's only so much you can do with – because, I mean, I guarantee this feud should have been over by now if Christian didn't get hurt. I think they'd have to pull – some more out of it because of the yeah. injury, yeah. Which yeah. I mean, whatever it works. Um, mm. I'm gonna go with Jungle Boy though. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think he's gonna get up on top of that motherfucker and fly off of it. Uh oh. I mean, like, cause honestly, I can't see Lucha. I mean, fucking Lucha Source getting his big ass up there. Right. Because if he gets all the way up there, he jumps. He's gonna hit the fucking ceiling. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think we see a we a, a Jungle Boy splash a la the Superfly? I mean, that's hey. yeah, that's what I'm hey. thinking. I think they're gonna try to make this. Because this feels like a sleeper feud. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to do their best to, to... I mean, listen, there's emotion here. Listen, I was at All Out when yeah. Luchasaurus turned on Jungle Boy. It kind of fucking hurt. Yeah. It kind of did. Now I don't have the same emotion toward it. But, like, it kind of fucking hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. I... Well, let's take it back to the, jungle, the, the Luchasaurus turns, right? When Luchasaurus first... We've talked about this before, but when Luchasaurus first went with Christian Cage, this was when Jungle Boy was hurt. Yeah. Funny enough, I was at that show. That was the ladder match uh, with the Young Bucks. Um, So funny, sidebar. Me and uh, I went with the bro Tito, and we was looking at these two curly-haired women, man. One with brown hair, one with blonde hair in the front row. And I was like, dog, who, like... They not sitting by nobody important. Like who? Who is this? Turns out it was Jungle Boy's mom and sister. <laughs> and uh, Christian Cage was talking shit uh, to them at the end of the show. Um, but I was like, "Damn, son, where you find that?" <laughs> uh, funny sidebar, but that was where Jungle Boy got hurt before. And then Luchasaurus, you know, went with with Christian Cage, but that made sense to me. Because yeah. Luchasaurus <laughs> is a dinosaur. <laughs> he is a dinosaur. He's a pet. You know what I'm I saying? I think some people forget about that. Yeah, he's a pet. So he went with the person. If the guy he was most familiar with couldn't be there, he went with the person he was next familiar with. Because he's a pet. Now, the second turn, where he turned Out back. Out of nowhere. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think they only did that because Christian was hurt. That's the only reason I could think of. Yeah. To find some way to pull some juice out of this story because Christian was hurt so Christian couldn't wrestle. So, shit, maybe we, you know, we make the turn there. Um, This match is tough for me because Christian Cage has to get his comeuppance. And... Jungle Boy Jack Perry is clearly the star here. Yeah, for sure. So we have to do our... What does what does Luchasaurus do without Jungle Boy? Like, what if he just, like, like forfeits? His mask? <laughs> no, oh. like, what if he just, like, forfeits the match because, he just... like, he goes back to Jungle Boy? <laughs> My bad, dog. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry, bro. Like I'm a dinosaur, uh, bro. What do you want from me? Like, maybe they find a way, like, because it's no DQ, like, Christian starts in the cage with him, and it's all a ruse. Christian thinks he's fooling Jungle Boy because he's not hurt anymore. And then, thinking he got him, Luchasaurus turns towards Christian Cage. Ah, uh, I'm and a pet. just bites his head off. I'm a pet, my guy. This is my owner. Pulls a fireball at him. <laughs> Breathes, breathes fire. <laughs> Hit him with a tail whip. 
Yeah. He's on the verge of being Kane in like some of those lull years. Yeah, for sure. Like, but Kane, we found ways to 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 use the Kane gimmick without Undertaker being attached to it. But here's the thing, dog. He's a dinosaur. Yeah, Kane's a real person. Kane is a person. <laughs> like you can understand Kane getting into some some, some shenanigans. Luchasaurus is a dinosaur. I mean, a wild Luchasaurus running around backstage could be pretty entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Spin kicking everything around him. You know? motherfuckers through walls and shit. Fucking shit up out there. Oh, man. I only have three matches chosen. And this is not one of them. <laughs> um, A lot of these matches are really hard to call to me. Yeah. Really, really hard to call to me. This being one of them, um, I'm going to go with Luchasaurus. Here's why. Jungle Boy Jack Perry's a star. He'll be fine. He's been wronged. He's a young, good-looking talent, and he's emotional. So, like, the fellas love him because, like, we understand betrayal. The ladies love him because he's hot with long hair and he's feeling emo right now. And he can wrestle. He'll be fine. Luchasaurus, however, is a dinosaur. We got to protect the dinosaur. We have to build (laughs) up. We have to build up Luchasaurus because Jungle Boy will be fine. But also, this is one of those matches, too, where, like, Jungle Boy might benefit more from the heartbreaking loss where he fought his ass off against his best friend who happens to be a six foot eight dinosaur and he's trapped in a cage. I feel like that's been his story though for so long now. I feel you. I feel well, against who else though? I mean like it was everybody that he's fought, like on like I can't remember the name specifically, but like every time that he's had like a big match on Dynamite, it's always been so close, yeah. but too far. But not quite enough. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. I'm going with the logic of a six foot eight fire breathing dinosaur trapped in a cage with a smaller guy. I mean, I hear you. Yeah. And if everything is by pinfall and there's no escape. I can go with the you know a little bit of destruction, and then Jungle Boy comes back and gets his vengeance finally one of these days. We've got to figure out what kind of dinosaur this motherfucker is. A Luchasaurus Rex. <laughs> I think it's a Rex. I don't know. Oh man, yeah, but he ain't got them short arms. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> true, true. Yes, he does have. He's more arms. like a Stegosaurus or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, moving on, man, for the TBS championship, we have Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose. Talk to me, dog. This one's tough, too. Because, like, I don't know. It might just be because I don't like Nyla Rose, but, like, I just can't see her winning this. Yeah. Like, I think this is going to – like, I think Jade's going to win. Yeah. I think it's going to be a big moment for Jade because, I mean, just the size difference. Mm. This is going to be a struggle for her. Jade. I mean, Jade's not Jade's not small though either. She's not. But like, I think this is the biggest person that she's ever 
had a match with. I mean, size wise. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Jade. I just can't. Yeah, I just can't see her losing. Yeah, I'm going with Jade. This is um, you know, AEW's caught a lot of flack for their women's division. Um, part of which we'll defend, but also probably criticize in this same card. Um, but this is like the first overt story for Jade Cargill in her reign. Um, a lot of her stories before were just, you know, based on personality and the record. Um, I mean, her and Athena had a thing. Um, Red Velvet kind of had a thing. Um, Brandy kind of had a thing. Um, but like this was her first like overt story and it's kind of like giving her baby face elements. Yeah. Her property was taken from her. Yeah. Something was taken. Yeah. And this is, and this is very old school. Nyla Rose is going around claiming to be champion because possession is nine tenths of the law. Nyla Rose is low key funny. Eating chips. Nyla Rose is kind of funny. (laughs) I'm I'm still I'm still gonna watch my mouth on air. There was there was there's a little like clip on the show called Metalocalypse and it's just just, I'm eating chips. (laughs) (laughs) So now every they they wanted to they wanted him to keep like recording the new album and he was eating I'm eating chips. Yeah. He didn't want to record. (laughs) That'll do it. No, do it. She can't. Fit, she can't defend the TBS title because she's eating chips. Yeah. <laughs> Nala Rose is funny though. Nala Rose is nice on the mic, and I'm glad that they are um, showcasing Nala's personality versus just being a native beast. Um, I think it's a good look. Yeah, definitely good look. Uh, I'm going with Jade. She's got to overcome the theft. She's got to get to 50 or at least like 49 and one. Yeah. Like, what's it going to be, 42? I think so. Like, you can't just, you can't, you can't. No. But it's a nice Gotta make it look story. right. Yeah, nice little story here. Some, you know, to get over both uh, both personalities. Jade finally cares about something. Like, yeah, we knew she cared about a record. And we knew she cared about the title because it's kind of tied to the record. But, like, don't steal from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That embarrassment. Embarrassment or death. Yeah. Damn. Black. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. The embarrassment of it all. You stole from me. You got one over on me. And now you're flaunting it. Nah, nah. We don't nope. get this. So, yeah, now nah, salute, man. I'm going with Jade as well. Um, For the AEW tag team titles, I should say I kind of have four. This is kind of three and a half, though. For the tag team titles, the acclaimed versus Swerve in our glory. This is the rubber match. It's match three. Talk to me. Accusations. Accu-fucking-zations. <laughs> False accusations. False accusations. Man, now this is going to be another banger. Yeah. I mean, th- these two teams, fuck. I think this is going to be better than the last one when they won the titles. Yeah. Everybody was expecting that, you know. Yeah. The first one was, holy shit. Like, they should They should have just done it there. You know, but it's okay. That's all right. You know, um, I think they're going to win. I think the acclaim is going to retain. Mm. And I think we're going to start. I think we're going to possibly get the full breakup. You think it's of Swerve and our glory. You think Do it on the coming. big show, you know, 
<laughs> what about the, big, the oh, big, do it on the big no show. do it on the big show gotcha. you know do it on the big pay-per-view i hear that i uh it's so fun being part of the crowd where like chants originate because if you remember, oh yeah if you remember me and you were in the crowd the night after wrestlemania John Cena that's where it started that's where it started john cena sucks <laughs> that's where it started that shit was hard but being in the crowd with my sister on my left and explaining oh scissor me daddy <laughs> like like we thought suck it was bad bro like teachers nowadays gotta be going through it going fucking nuts <laughs> cats coming home coming to school after watching the aw show and like it's funny too, because like like I, like we know some teachers, yep. you know. Yes. So like, yes. <laughs> yes, we do. And like we know who they know, bro. <laughs> Shit, and we know what some of them do. Yeah. Yo. You know? <laughs> Yo. And that's funny too, because oh, scissor me, daddy is so twenty twenty two progressive. Like it includes every marginalized group. Yeah. You got your lesbians, got your gays, got your blacks, <laughs> you say you got your whites, interracial scissoring. Everyone's included. It's like how can you how can you punish a child for looking at his fourth grade classmate and saying, Oh scissor me daddy scissor me ass. daddy ass <laughs> Scissor Like me we thought like the X shirts were like hard back in the day but like these are on top of that yo we're gonna have to put like a poll up like suck it or scissor me daddy ass which one would you rather your child not say at school hell no man um the acclaimed is gonna win um i feel like yeah i think it'd be a step back to go back with to swerve in our glory I feel like the signs are pointing to some kind of breakup finally. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. They've been teasing the Shaq and Kobe dynamic for so long. We thought the breakup was happening so long ago, and they finally had a way to keep it together. It was like, you know, like the really like toxic relationship, so they just have a baby to stay together. Well, the claim took their baby. Yeah. Like, they ain't got no reason to stay together. They got no other reason to stay together. The belts are gone. So if this doesn't shake out, and I don't know if it would be like an overt, violent breakup a la Hobbs and Pretty Ricky. But, I mean, it have to. It would have to turn violent, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unless, but here's the thing too. There's a story there, right? The story with Swerve and Our Glory has been so racked with underlying tension. Like it's just it's tense to watch, right? But yeah. they're 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 still friends. But sometimes you have friends who just kind of just go on another path. So like, I think the breakup will be tense, but not violent. But could build and will eventually build to violence. I hear you. And Keith Lee's gonna grab the mic. Indubitously. If fucking <laughs> indubitous <laughs> precipitation, fucking <laughs> five syllable word his way into a into a grudge match with with Swerve. Um, 
but yeah, I'm going with the acclaimed as well to retain. Um, we haven't, we've only but somewhat seen FTR recently. Yeah, kind of on TV, but not on TV. Um, we ain't seen. I only I'm only just mentioning Miro now because I mentioned FTR. I mentioned FTR because tag teams, and then I thought of Miro because we haven't seen Miro literally since All Out, have we? No. Damn. Sam. Damn. House of Black is coming back. That's that good to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, just need a little time. Two months, two and a half months. You know what I'm saying? Give him a little time. Um, pushing forward though. Uh, match two of three women's matches. This is where I can applaud the women's division. Um, Jade Cargill has a story. Britt Baker and Soraya, there's a story here. And it's arguably with the biggest, most well-defined name in AEW, women's name in AEW, in a match five years in the making with Soraya coming back to, uh, coming back to wrestling. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Soraya. Talk to me, Ren. What you thinking? How you see it? Playboy. Oh, man. Yeah, me too. Oh, man. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and go ahead and just say I think Soraya is going to win. Mm. She's going to get a huge pop. Yeah. But this feud's definitely not over with. Ooh, okay. Um. Uh, I think we'll get a, at least one more match out of it, yeah. which is fine. We'll get a lights out match on Dynamite. Something. Well, shit. I don't know if they <laughs> want to. I mean, like that's it's tough with her with her injury, right. you know. Right. Um, and I mean, I guess we'll we'll see on Saturday if if they are gonna have another one. You know, not mm-hmm. saying she's gonna get hurt, but just see how limited she is. Yeah. To what she can do, Soraya. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think she's gonna win. And I mean, even if they don't have another one, I could see where else this could go. Oh. With Britt Baker. Where else could it go? Yeah. Where else could it I go? I can't say it yet. What you mean? Because well, like there's it could have something to do with Yeah, there's another women's match. Got you, okay. Um I like the foundation of this feud. Yeah, me too. Like it. It makes sense. Like, they both have legitimate gripes. Yeah. Like, Soraya walks around talking about how this is her house. And Britt Baker's like, bitch! You, <laughs> you that's, how, that's how it starts. Bitch! You haven't wrestled in X amount of years. You walk in here in my fucking house talking about how it's your house. No, bitch. I'm Britt Baker DM, Dr. Britt Baker DMD. I make this shit go. How dare you walk in my house? And Soraya's like, bitch. I'm Soraya. I'm Soraya. That's kind of like my Australian English accent. I suck at that shit. I'm Soraya. There'd be no revolution if it wasn't for me. You laid the bricks of this house, but I laid the land that you laid the fucking bricks on, bitch. How many times am I supposed yeah. to say bitch? Like a lot of times. But like, so they both have legitimate gripes here. So this makes this a really compelling feud. Um, I'm glad Saray is finding a footing because those first two, uh, those first couple uh, 
uh, uh, appearances. Woo! Hey man, it's just Woo. getting getting your feet wet again, you know? Yeah, dipping your toes. Yeah, dipping your toes. Um, here's the thing, man. I don't want Saraya to win. She's going to. Yeah, she's going to. <laughs> I just I. Here's the thing, man. Salute. Congratulations, right? I don't want to see anyone hurt. I want to see people doing what they love. Yeah. This ain't exactly Shawn Michaels returning back from the back injury. No, but would it ever have been, though? I don't know, dog. If Becky Lynch, like, went out with a neck injury for four years, I'd be like, son, Becky Lynch is coming back. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I don't know, I, I feel like we've seen more of, like, just specifically, your, like, your example, like, we've seen more Becky Lynch on the big screen yeah. than we did Sarek. I mean, Sarek was in the more of the indies and shit like that before WWE, which, I mean, like, I'm not a big indie guy. You know, I know a lot of people love indies, wrestling and shit like that, but, and, I mean, I mean, ask somebody that watches the indies mm. that question, you know what I'm saying? And she was the she. I mean, listen, we were there when she debuted. It was the same yeah. night as the John Cena sucks chant, yep. where she beat um, AJ Lee for yep. the women's championship. Dog, I thought that match was a botch. I was like, that's her finisher. Yeah, that's the finishing move. Ah, the page turner, huh? Yeah. Um, but like, she didn't get to really f- factor into the revolution the same way. No. Like, she was a catalyst for it, but it got kind of... I know I just said this ain't Shawn Michaels in the back injury, but it's like Shawn Michaels in the Attitude Area. area, uh, (laughs) The Shawn Michaels in the Attitude Era. Shawn laid out the foundation for the Attitude Era. Yeah. But didn't get to reap what he created, what he was the foundation of. Similar to Paige. Similar to Soraya. Wow. Wow. Let me come back around. Look at you. Look at me. Um, Soraya's going to win. And it will not, it will be a la Shawn Michaels Triple H SummerSlam 02. It's not going to be a definitive victory. She's going to, she's, she, she's going to stand tall. She's going to be rusty. She's going to luck her way into a victory. She's going to use her veteran wiles to, uh, maybe she reverses, um, Lockjaw into a pin. But no, I don't see this. Be a roll up. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. I mean, Sean beat Triple H with a jackknife roll-up. He, he yeah. countered the pedigree. I don't see her. This isn't going to be where she beats Britt Baker. She'll win. She's not going to beat Britt Baker, though. So, I think Soraya, she she comes through with, in the clutch. Maybe Britt Baker takes a sledgehammer to her back, a la Triple H. <laughs> in 2002. <laughs> That was 20 whole years ago. God damn. Yeah, dude. I watched that shit at my auntie house live, betting Cousin Jordan for a dollar per match. <laughs> I cleaned up that night. Cuz is trash predictions. Love you, cuz. Um, but yeah, taking Soraya. This one I have no clue, dog. For the ROH Championship, Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli versus Sammy Guevara. Why they have to do this to us? Bruh. Bruh. Brody. Like, 
I don't even want this match to happen. <laughs> why you say that? Because we got to predict it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I mean, like, this is two teams, people that are in the same faction against each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> well, and it's interesting. <laughs> that's funny. It's interesting, too, because, like, you got the JAS who now clearly they're teasing something with Sammy, but like on the surface, you don't expect them to fight one another. However, the Blackpool combat club, they will fight each other. Yeah, they have to get into the fucking club. You have to fight. each other, Right. Except Claudio should be. I mean, they fought like in past years, but like, eh, you know, whatever he kind of, you know, whatever technicality his way in technical Claudio. Um, but like they will fight one another, so that adds a little interesting wrinkle to the whole thing. But go ahead. No, um, I think I think Chris Jericho is going to retain mm. because he's still got to make everybody in ROH look like shit, like he plans on doing. That is the overall story. Yeah, you know, I think he's going to do whatever it takes, and if that means. Pinning Sammy. I don't think he's going to pin Sammy. No. But I can't see him pin. I mean, this is this has got to be an ODQ match. It's fucking right. Fatal 4-Way. Right. Where are you just going to get involved? You think so? And I think he's going to piss off Daniel Bryan. Mm. Bryan Danielson. Whoa, relax. Yeah. Whoa, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, you better call me fucking you call me Jim <laughs> Ross from now on. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I think that's I think that's where we're gonna go with Brian Danielson. I think Claudio might get taken out just to save mm. face. Yeah. But yeah, Dan- Brian Danielson might. Daniel, Bra- fuck whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> Aberdeen. <laughs> yeah. Aberdeen I think he's vegan. gonna be the one to get pinned. Unfortunately. Mm. That's tough, bro. Because I feel like. I'm not quite... I think I think Chris Jericho is going to pull Sammy off. Mm. Like Samuel have him beat. Yeah. And then he'll be like, "Yo, get the fuck up. I'm Chris Jericho." Yeah. And Sammy be like, ah, "Man, but I want to be." And the baseball bat. That's definitely going to come into play. Yeah. Mm. I feel that. I feel that. I'm mm, this is tough. I feel like you can't I feel like the culmination of this story is Claudio getting his belt back. As like the savior of ROH, unless there's someone else, right? Jonathan Gresham left. Who else is like the savior of ROH? As Chris Jericho runs fucking wild, right? Daniel Garcia, he was like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm a sports entertainer, so you can't just turn him back." Um, yeah, who else is the savior of ROH? Is there one that I'm not thinking of? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. Because Brian da- Brian Danielson has taken a lot of pins lately. Yeah. But see, at the same time, though, I don't think... I mean, who knows why anybody gets into whatever they... Who knows why anybody gets into the business for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, didn't he say that he wanted to work with the younger guys to yeah. make them look better? For sure. For sure. And, I mean, that's part of it, eating the yeah. pins. Yeah. But um, well, yeah. As far as getting the wins, but like you can also again, 
Cats get over in a loss. Oh yeah, for sure. Cats get over in a loss. Brian Danielson is at a point where he'll he'll never his name is his name. Yeah, no, he's not getting buried anytime. He ever. could lose the next five and be decent. Yeah. I mean fuck, look at Seth Rollins. Yeah. Look at that losing streak that he was on every single fucking pay per view for yeah. the past, you know. True. True, true, true. Um Damn, man. Maybe Jericho pins Sammy. I'd like that. <laughs> Like, um, I don't know, man. I'm going with Jericho. I'm going with Jericho. I think if it's Claudio, I think he gets it back in a one-on-one match where Jericho gets his comeuppance on behalf of the entire ROH. Um, Danielson, kind of the same. Um, I need Danielson to win something big here. Um, hell, I thought he was going to win the tournament. Yeah, me to too. Be, to be world champ. It would have been too soon for him to lose it, spoiler alert. But, still. Um, yeah, I'm going with Jericho, too. I, it's four men, so it's hard to call. It's a, it's it's some kind of an interesting story. It's hard to call. There's a lot of dynamics here at play. The hardest thing to call about is they're both on, I mean, all four guys are, two of them are on teams together. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Cats will fight. Cats will fight. Um, I'm <laughs> Sting and Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Look at your face. What's up, man? I I can't call this one just yet. We'll talk it out. But go ahead, sir. Double J and Lethal <laughs> are taking this. Yeah. And I, I got an idea where this is going to go with Sting and Darby, too. Darby's going to turn on Sting. Hey. Because he's been losing hey. with Sting. I'm going with, I'm going with Jeff and Jay as well. <laughs> I, I don't know if I quite saw the turn, but, I mean, here's the thing, man. In, in episode 166, the episode no one ever hear, I got to talk about why, like, I'm kind of fucking with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Like slap nuts. Listen, dog. Here's the thing. We saw him at SummerSlam. And it wasn't it what it was nineteen ninety five Chippendale dancer outfit Jeff Jarrett with the long yeah. blonde hair. It wasn't even the nineteen ninety eight version when he got his head shaved at SummerSlam ninety eight <laughs> and then started putting women in the figure four and hitting them with guitars. We didn't even get that Jeff Jarrett. We didn't get the Jeff Jarrett in WCW where he was hitting niggas with guitars. We didn't get the TNA Jeff Jarrett. We didn't get the last outlaw Jeff Jarrett that we're getting now who was fucking up Effie over in GCW at the beginning of the year. Yep. We got the condensed new generation era Jeff Jarrett who struts and calls Young men of color, boy. And I didn't like it. He added nothing to that SummerSlam match. No, he didn't at all. He didn't add a thing to that match. But here's the thing, dog. I listen to Jeff's podcast every week. Jeff Jarrett has lived a life in wrestling. But also, I watched Ric Flair's last match. 
And I watched the lead up to Ric Flair's last match. I saw I saw the uh, the twenty five minute shorts of all just the angle building up to the match. I listened to the episodes where Jeff Jarrett was speaking in kayfabe on his podcast and giving Ric Flair bars <laughs> about how Ric Flair has been selfish his entire career. He's an irresponsible drunk. Like he Jeff Jarrett was giving that man bars. And then you get to the actual match. And Jeff fucking Jarrett was fucking ki- He took the dude's drink and threw it in his face. Yep. Did you watch that match? Yeah, I did. Dog. Heel Jeff Jarrett was on fucking fire. So to see this revitalized version of the last outlaw Jeff Jerry in AEW wearing all black smacking little emo niggas with guitars. I'm kinda I'm kinda with this. Oh I'm I'm hundred percent with it. I'm with this. I don't care about uh Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh. No. I like Jay Lethal enough. Yeah. And a lot of people get give AEW a lot of shit for not pushing Jay Lethal harder than they are. Here's a chance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big time. A lot of our predictions are going into it not knowing the layout of the show. Yeah, 100%. And that always counts. I knew we were I knew we got the uh OC Judgment Day match wrong just because of where it was placed in the card. Mhm. This match is going to be really heavy on where it's placed in the card. But I'm going with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. How much time does Sting have left? Not just in AEW, not just as a wrestler, but teaming with Darby Allen. That's that's what I'm thinking. And I didn't think of that until just now. I didn't think of any potential turn. But, I mean, he's been losing ever since he's been with Sting. Beginning his ass whooped. Yeah, Sting really hasn't done much for him, and 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 I don't think that's personally on Sting. I think it's just the story they're telling. I feel you. Is there any more juice to squeeze out of a Darby Allen babyface run? No, he's got to turn, and then he's gonna beat the shit out of Sting. That will that will gain him instant heel heat. Yeah, because there's thing too. It's really hard to be a heel if you're small. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's really, you can be painted up like Darby Allen, but it's really hard to be a heel if you're small. I don't know if he would go full heel, maybe just like anti-hero heel. Here's the thing, you man. know what I mean? If you beat up Sting, you're a heel. That's Sting. Yeah, but still. That's I mean, like, Sting. then you, you can go beat up another bad guy and still be a bad guy. Maybe. Maybe. Like, this young punk might beat up Sting. But see, I don't I don't see Darby going I don't see him signing with any other faction. Like Me he either. ain't gonna fucking run with Jeff. Not at all. Not at all. No. Not at all. However, if you beat up Sting, you're like that's like kicking puppies. Nah, dog, that's like <laughs> Chicken puppies is like way worse, bro. 
I mean, it's it's wrestling's equivalent of kicking puppies. Attacking Sting, that's Sting. That's Sting. I wish we get surfer. I wish we get surfer Sting back with the Oakleys. <laughs> the Oakleys. <laughs> this is Sting who never did a heel run. Like people will say, the stuff in TNA and the Main Event Mafia would be a heel run, but like even in the Main Event Mafia, he didn't do the type of heel things that others did. He still had a yeah, conscience about him. Like, this is Sting. I think it would put Darby over. For, oh, for sure. For sure. You know. For sure. Um, Yeah. The thing is, though, he would have to continue doing really fucked up, dastardly things. That's right up his alley. I, to himself. Yeah, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to like all the little cartoon shorts he does. He's gonna have to be like a bastard version of Wiley Coyote. Like he's gonna have to set traps for people, bear traps. Be a good look, honestly. <laughs> he's gonna have to set bear traps for niggas, get them trapped in body bags, and throw them downstairs. See, yeah, that's what that's we need crazy. right now. What he needs is a faction. He needs to lead a faction, though. Because, again, he's too small to be a heel on his own. He could be a dastardly bastard. However, if he gets a, a stable, listen, and maybe this is, maybe he won't, of course he won't join them, but, like, he needs something a la House of Black. Yeah. A bunch of big niggas who will do some of the dirty shit for him. He needs heaters. But ain't nobody so, fucking with Darby. I don't know, man. Maybe he got some fucking Tony Hawk. Brothers waiting behind the scenes, <laughs> waiting to fucking hop in to smack niggas with skateboards with thumbtacks attached to them. Bam Margera comes out next dynamite. Hey, there it is. <laughs> with Don Vito. He's uh, dead. <laughs> you know, I kind of thought he was just because time times. I didn't know for certainly. Rest in peace. Yeah. Don Vito. Um, but yeah, for sure. Steve O. Fucking Pontius. All them niggas, that, man. Well, they just yeah, was on dude. WrestleMania. They were just on Mania, so yeah. I guess you can't really do that, but still. Um, but yeah, I'm going Jeff and Jay, man. Somebody just feels just feels a little more rat. I like the continuity. I like the continuity of. It's not that they were. It's not that they were tied in storyline. Again, we talked about how AEW acknowledges other companies. WWE kind of does in different ways. Like, I can't believe they said New Japan so freely. But, like, WWE wouldn't acknowledge. They'd very only, like, quietly say, oh, man, Jeff and Jay have quite a history together. Yeah. But, like, there's a clear tie here because they just tag teamed a couple months ago for for Flair's last match. So, uh, plus their their whole extensive history. I'm going with Jay and Jeff. This will be interesting to see. Interesting to see. Um, the AEW Interim World Champion, AEW Interim Women's Championship, Tony Storm taking on Jamie Hayter. Holler. Jamie Hayter is on fire right now. She got way more cheers than I was expecting it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's going to win, but... Battle of the Bakeries. I'm wait. I'm waiting on her versus Britt Baker. We're gonna get there. Yes, up. 
Absolutely. I think I think we're going to get a seed planted. Yeah. During this match. So yeah. I think I think Britt might cost her this match. Gotcha. So that was because especially since she loses. Yeah. Bitch. That's what I was. If, if that's I, what I was getting win, at earlier. Yeah. If I can't win, you can't win, bitch. Exactly. Um. Okay. 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 So you think it'll be like Britt can't stand anybody looking better than her shining over. Her. You think so? Yeah. You think it'll be like uh, overtly costing her on purpose? I don't know if it'll be on purpose. Like honestly, it it's gonna depend if uh, Jamie Hader's with Britt Baker during her match against Soraya. Mm, I think if she's be. with her, she won't be. I mean, you never know. Just Rebel. But, but no, I think she's gonna inadvertently cost her the match. Mm. Or maybe one of those accidentally on purpose things where it looks accidental, but uh, it kind of was purposely. Yeah. That's some hater shit. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Because honestly, like, Tony Storm isn't really doing much. And that is, you know, we had praise for the TBS championship match. We had praise for Saray and Britt Baker. This rain has been a little quiet. Um, you know where it first suffered for me when Soraya debuted <laughs> because the very next week Soraya's on the microphone talking like she's some goddamn kind of commissioner and introducing Tony Storm like Tony Storm is underneath her. Yeah, no, Tony Storm is the women's fucking champion. Yeah, like what are you doing? Um, so yeah, yeah. That that hasn't helped the rain at all. Um, no heat in this match for me. No. Um, but I mean, we talked about the women's division. Uh, we talk about the women's division on a regular basis. I mean, listen, three solid matches that all have a place on the card. Um, they all have stories attached to them. Just you know, this one for the women's, you know, the the highest prize in the division, isn't hitting as hard as the other two. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, Bianca and and Bailey, their last woman standing match didn't hit that hard for me either. Ronda and Liv Morgan didn't really hit that hard for me at all, at all. No. At all. Ronda and Liv, uh, Ronda and Shotzi. Oh, I'm gonna shit all over that in a week. Yeah, that's. So, everyone has their missteps, but as Meatloaf said, two out of three ain't bad. Hey man, me love rules. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, so we're both going with Tony Storm. Correct. Got you. Any word on uh, Thunder Rosa? Uh, there was a post today. I didn't read it. Yeah. Yeah. About her getting uh getting close. Uh, I mean, like I said, I didn't read it. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, what? It's been like what a couple months. Um. Yeah, Tony Storm won the championship at All Out. So that was September. Oh yeah, and that was probably two weeks. Like a week before. Yeah, yeah a week, week or two, two before. before. So Yeah. Okay. So yeah, late uh so late August? Yeah. So three months. Okay. Okay, well, you know, get well soon. Speedy recoveries and whatnot. Um that makes me think of Chris Statlander, actually. Yeah, no shit. Man, she's been out for a while, a while, a while. Um Yeah, a while, a while. Hell, when she was already Injured for a while right before that, too. So, you know, speedy recovery. Yeah, she's had bad luck. Yeah, 
for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, same to Adam Cole, man. It's been a while since we've seen Adam Cole. Uh, for real, for real. And Kyle O'Reilly. And Kyle O'Reilly, yep. Yep, yep. Bobby Fish is out. Bobby Fish is gone, so I don't know how that's going to work with just the two of them. You know? Because that would have been, oh, man, that was going to be such a good fucking story. Yeah, dude. Hell, that hell. we're talking about it now um, before we get to the main event. And, again, we're predicting this before. Again, li- uh, listeners, we're doing this before Dynamite. Um, do the Elite come back at Full Gear? Do they come back at a go-home show? Do they wrestle a match at Full Gear? How do you – How? What? what's happening with the Elite? I think they come back at Full Gear. I don't know if they wrestle a match, mm. but did you see the little vignette? I've missed all of them. Showed a, I mean, it showed a shitload of gears. Got you. Gearing. Were they full? They were gearing, okay. you know. No doubt. I mean, I think they were full. They were steel, it looked like. I don't okay. know. Gotcha. They may have been full. So, but they like, so you missed all of these. I've just read about them. I've not actually seen them. And I've, I mean, it just I, like shows them the like disappearing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, I mean, and then they did file for a new trademark. Uh, the Bucks did, right? The Wayward Sons. The Wayward Sons, yeah, fucking CCR shit. Carry on. Yeah, you know. For sure, for sure. Or no, no, that's not fucking CCR. I thought that was CCR. It's fucking like Boston or some shit. I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think for some so. reason, Wayward Son just sounds more like Creedence Clearwater Revival. Well, I can only think of the fucking Forgotten Sons when I hear it, so I don't really. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, it didn't work out too well. No, it did not. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. Shout to Lars Sullivan. Um, Whatever he's doing nowadays, we'll, we'll be the only one keeping his bum ass legacy alive. <laughs> we just gotta stop talking about that fool. Man's was... <laughs> you gotta making them flicks. That's what's so crazy, bro. We just talked about like Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, the Uish J community. Fucking Lars Sullivan didn't get fired for his racist remarks. He oh. got fired because flicks. <laughs> Making them movies. Making them damn movies. <laughs> Fucking, he he got fired because he had Cartoon Network on the la- as the last channel. It had the volume turned all the way down. <laughs> with the fucking <laughs> Cinemax at one a.m. Fuck, terrible, man. awful. God damn. So you think they come back at full gear, uh, but no match though? They're going to come back and – because we're going to have a trios match. So you think they might have a match or what? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, we got to have a trios title match. I think they're just going to come back and do the point. At the end of point. it. Right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too, right? Because, again, we're doing this before Dynamite. Um, they're defending the trios titles on Dynamite. Okay. So maybe Shit. they come out, start pointing. Or, or – Maybe they maybe they don't come out. Maybe they hell. There's also House of Black too, though. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 You never see their faces. Maybe you don't even hear their voices. They just allude to it. And then you get God the match. damn it. Yeah, I don't know. Wish I could, wish I could watch Dynamite. Mm. 
Mm, yeah. I won't be able to watch it live either. But uh I'll be in a bird. I'll be on a excursion. Um Yeah. The lead is coming back though. Yeah, they are. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be fire. It's gonna be fire. Getting some of that roster back, man. We didn't get a full we didn't get a, a, a true Kenny run. We had a few uh few matches coming back from injury. That's gotta suck coming back from injury just to get suspended. Cause you got bit, ain't that a bitch? Cause you got bit. That nigga bit me. Why are you kicking me out? I thought it was America. God damn, man! Taking us to the main event, my guy, for the AEW World Championship. We got John Moxley versus MJF. Holler. I mean, well, I mean, come on now. John's been wanting some time off, I feel like. He was supposed to get it after All Out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's go. One thing I love about AW stories is that when it's clear that something is supposed to happen, they just tell the fucking story. Yeah, they don't bullshit. They give you the build, they give you the dramatics in the match, and then you get the payoff that the story lays out. You know what I'm saying? A big time. MJF talking all that shit about the 2024, the great bidding war 2024. Uh, he's been, he's earned this, he's been the man for so long, the ratings. Bro. Like, I was at All Out. I knew he was coming. Bro. Bro. As soon as I seen the dude with the mask, just the way he walked, I was like, that's him. Bro, they did that so well. Take him off TV for summer. Never even mention his name. No. And let him be hot on his own. I went to the AEW show in June. The same one Jungle, uh, Jungle Boy got hurt. And I mentioned it before. In between the Dynamite and Rampage tapings, Shorty and the, uh, the, the ring announcer said, bring back, it was a sign, said, pay MJF. Now, of course, yep. this one on TV said, pay MJF. The MJF chant that went off after that, quit playing. Quit playing. Uh, it's about to, that fucking roof is going to blow off the fucking building. Fucking blow off. The building. The only thing I wish is that this would have been against CM Punk. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't either. But that would have tied together so many stories. Yeah. Perfectly. Now, this Moxley story still works. Moxley because John Moxley is the heart and soul of AEW, which makes sense for why Moxley beat Nielsen, right? Moxley is the heart and soul of AEW, for one. For two, Moxley beat MJF two years ago. In a yep. title match, which makes sense there. Or was it last year? It was two years ago, which makes sense there. Maybe a year and a half. Doesn't matter. He beat him before in pay-per-view for the title. But the CM Punk match, that would have been that would have been good. Yeah. Um, because there was still juice to tell that story. MJF, you know, I was, I was talking about during that recap. MJF was the last devil inside of CM Punk that CM Punk had to exercise. 
And now the devil is back. And CM Punk is kind of that devil inside MJF. Yeah. And CM Punk being the guy who left wrestling and then came back to all this love, all the accolades. MJF could draw some inspiration from that and say that maybe CM Punk is the reason why MJF is not getting respect from the front office that he deserves. We'll never get to see it, but that would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. And all the talk about CM Punk, I'm just thinking about this now, right? Because we may never see CM Punk again in a wrestling ring. No. Again, my initial thought was like, no, don't, don't get rid of him. That's money. But if shit is so fucking toxic, then... Sometimes you got to get it rid of somebody who even does great work because it just fucks everything yeah. else up. So I get it. But now that it's so fashionable to just shit all over CM Punk, I got to commend me and you. Like, all, all it is is just shitting on CM Punk. He's a bastard. He's selfish. He's a second and third. I got to commend me and you and how we handled that. Because while we did take the time to be like, hey, yes, CM Punk, what he did was selfish. We also understood, we understood it. We understood THC, the human component yep. of what he went through. and what There's only so much you can take. We all express things wrong sometimes. Tony Khan took it all. <laughs> he took it to the fucking face. So much of the face that he couldn't keep a straight face as no. it was going on. So he wanted like, to leave. <laughs> we acknowledge that CM Punk did handle it wrong, but we also like, again, THC, the human component. And we took the time to try to just elaborate on all sides of it all. I mean, like, he had, he, he obviously had a platform before that press conference, mm-hmm. but right there, I mean, honestly, that was that was the moment for him to get it all out there. He knew he would have all the, the other people. period. I mean, for all the rumors and bullshit, he cut the shit. He did. He did. And it was still a dickhead thing to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. The human component. Because here's the thing, too, bro. While it's so fashionable to shit on CM Punk and say, oh, this is who he's always been. CM CM Punk was the longest reigning WWE champion before Brock Lesnar and then before Roman Reigns. Right? CM Punk for the better part of two to three years, was the best part of WWE. Oh, yeah, for sure. CM Punk elevated a lot of people's gains, including some of the AEW roster that we champion today, including a lot of the WWE roster that we champion today. I think sometimes, because in some of that conversation, when people were talking about how bad... CM Punk was, they lumped in Tony Khan. Yeah. As if Tony Khan is was just completely incompetent in this whole thing. And I don't think that's fair. No. Because the way... He didn't even see that coming. He didn't see that coming. But the larger conversation, I think, is that... I haven't talked about how much I hate us in a while. <laughs> I, got, I haven't got to say that I don't like you niggas in a long time. You niggas mean to us. Like, we may be the most self-deprecating fan base of any fan base. Because to believe 
for one second that CM Punk is or was bad for wrestling is fucking ridiculous. You can't trust us. And you can't trust us. We can't trust ourselves. And to believe for one second that Tony Khan is bad for wrestling is completely fucking ridiculous. It is. Tony Khan is a goober. He's a fucking goober. You can't hate somebody for being a goober, right? No, you can't. And, you still hang out with them. And he may or may not be accident racist. You never know. It's an accident. He's one of those he's he's one of the minorities that like he has to tell you he's a minority for you to remember. That's a whole nother conversation about Asian relations. Anyway. <laughs> but Tony Khan is great for wrestling. Yeah. He's incre- he's needed in wrestling. Without him, sure, you had impact on whatever fucking Channel 8 WGN affiliate you could find him at 3 a.m. <laughs> at whatever bar. You had ROH before they went out of business. Whatever fucking CBS affiliate you could find at 2 a.m. in your local dive bar. MOW, GCW, NWA. None of them, if they were worth their weight, they would have got that TV deal the way that Tony Khan did. Without AEW, dare I say, Cody Rhodes wouldn't be Cody Rhodes. Oh, fuck no. And I say that with, I, I say that carefully because Cody Rhodes was determined to be fucking Cody Rhodes. And he was on that path as he was doing all the indies as he was doing ROH, as he was doing New Japan. But the American TV deal that AEW locked in was that rocket ship Yep. that led to Cody proving that he was ready, which led to the best wrestling moment of 2022. You don't get none of that without Tony Khan. No, no, you don't. You don't get that without Tony Khan. And without his contribution. So, stop being a little bitches, man. Uh, <laughs> MJF gets to go home or home-ish and win the world title in his backyard. What else it's gonna can be you wild. hope for? Dude. Dude. What else can you hope for? It's going to be a banger, too. It's going to be a banger because it is. They're but both going to be bloody. Oh, Moxie's going to bleed on the way to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna Goldberg himself. Yes. <laughs> Straight up. He's going to grab somebody's beer and break it over his head or something. Facts. You know, he won't really do that. But... The drama is going to be high. The crowd is going to put this match over the top. Yeah. And the only thing I worry about, the only thing I worry about, and like, and... It's not even really a worry, but just how big these cards are. God damn, the the crowd's got to have a lot of energy. I think they'll be fine. I think they will be too. Because, like I said, at All Out, that night flew by. Yeah. Flew by. Now, I timed my – and I didn't know that the Jade Cargill-Athena match was when I was about to take my bathroom break. 
I took a bathroom break, but it was before the entrances. I didn't know. So it was well timed, well planned, but I mean that speaks to the layout of their show, but like nah, that show flew by. Yeah. And you watched it like I felt it like I was in the room. Maybe I there just say a, that because I've only seen it on TV. Right, 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 right. You know. Right. Viewing audience helps because hell, we're talking we're thinking about going to see the uh, at least seeing the rumble, like having a, a rumble party. Yeah. It'd be a little different if it was me at my crib, you at your crib. But oh, yeah. a viewing party gives that extra energy, right? Yeah. So, again, being at the show, flew by, flew by. Uh, but, yeah, sure, watching on TV, that might be a little bit different. That crowd, mm-hmm. though, they'll be just fine. The New York boy going to go home and make good. I know it's in Jersey, but, like, yeah. Same shit. Same shit. Same shit. Um, sorry, Jersey, don't. Just take the bridge. Yeah, facts. You know, and you're facts, right there. Facts, right there. <laughs> so he gets to go home, make good, me and the champ. Uh, again, we're recording this before Dynamite, so we'll see what Dynamite is like. Um, we're getting really interesting, fun tweener vibes from MJF. Like he's still, he's still, he's still the devil. He calls himself as such, but he got jumped by the firm. Yeah, and he's been dropping like coming of age promos leading into this leading into this match. So what if the firm comes out and Moxley and MJF fuck up all the firm, and then they get back to their match? Like that'd be fire. They better not do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I want okay. <laughs> I, we can hey we can disagree on things. I want a straight one on one match. Here's the thing. Yeah, we don't get a lot of interference in AEW matches. I know, and I like that. And I like that a lot. And, and I feel like I say it a lot. I feel like I like, bring up interferences a lot in AEW. Like, I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. But whenever I go back, I'm glad I don't see that. For sure. I feel that. There aren't a lot of, like, dusty finishes. There aren't a, There are, I, what, two DQs I could think of? Yeah. Um. Not, not No count outs. One count I could think of. So, like, you typically get a winner. And if it's dirty, it's just within the frame of just heels being heels, but mm-hmm. not like crazy interference. It's not like overbooked messes. You know what I'm saying? No. So, whatever happens with the firm, they could dress it on dynamite. Um, but let them be in the ring, man. Now, do we get it clean, clean, clean? Meaning no dynamite. He said he ain't. He said I do it without the ring. I do it without the firm. We've heard that before. I know, and it's MJF. Is <laughs> the right. devil? He's the fucking devil. He's gonna do whatever it takes to win. That's what he said. That's what he said. So I mean, and, and if he goes back and says, "No, I'm not gonna use the ring," he's gonna fucking do whatever it takes. I feel that. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is gonna be interesting. This is gonna be. But good. If, if he doesn't, if he doesn't clean up, that'll be a defining moment. Oh. Absolutely. And it's going to define it's going to be a defining moment regardless. Yeah. I mean, the build over the summer, the pop it all out, the build up to this now. Um yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um I'm looking forward to MJF and Brian Danielson. Ooh, quit playing. I'm looking forward to MJF versus anybody, really. I mean, a lot of things, yeah. MJF yeah. versus the winner of the tournament. Um, again, that tournament will be more defined. So check out later on in this episode. I'll do a little addendum if I if I take the time to do so. Um, 
You gotta do it now. I kind of well, I do shit. I don't like you niggas, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but dig it, man. That's full gear, man. How do you feel about full gear now that we talked it out? Oh no, I'm I'm stoked. Yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah, I'm glad I'm taking the day off. Whenever I get after I get back, just to watch that shit because I know it's gonna be like twelve fucking hours long. <laughs> no doubt, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Um, now I know we're gonna dig into Summer not SummerSlam, goddamn Survivor Series next week. Um, what do you think about some of the developments going on in uh, WWE? Um. This past episode of Raw was kind of a bit lackluster. I mean, yeah. it was. I don't think it was honestly. You could you could read about that one, mm-hmm. and you'll get the gist. Uh, I like what they're doing with Austin Theory. I was on record saying last week that Austin Theory is going to be just fine. Yeah. Um, I was on record last week and months ago talking about the very first Triple H run WWE Raw where they put Austin Theory. In a gorgeous position. Yeah. Beautiful position. Um, He's showing this new ruthless, vicious edge that I'm not mad at. Here's the only, the only issue I have. The only issue I have. Austin Theory cashed in the money in the bank. And not, it's not that he cashed in on the U.S. Championship. That's fine. It's a cool little spin. He cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase during an open challenge. <laughs> yeah, they weren't thinking about that, were they? It was open to the public. He could have just went and took the challenge. He could have just went and, and went and did it. They, they've been fucking with the briefcase for the past five or six years. Briefcase though. been washed. Well, yeah. Again... Him catching the unit on the U.S. title that that adds some life to it, that made it a little cool. It was an open challenge. It, I could have like if I was in town, I could have just went down the aisle <laughs> and just my turn, Seth. Oh yeah, they fucked that all up. But it is what it is. Um. This Miz, Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano thing kind of fucking sucks. Yeah, it it's does. kind of not the greatest. <laughs> uh, like, if they would have just kept it Miz and Loomis, okay, bet. A little remnant of, you know, Vince stories. They didn't need to add Johnny to this. I like the continuity from NXT with Johnny. You know, you know, still kind of holding that that father-in-law esque relationship with Dexter Loomis, but like, Miz paid Dexter. Now he didn't pay Dexter. Eh, eh. Figure it out. Yeah, they. Yeah, we'll tighten this up soon. Um, War Games. Yeah, but they kind of uh, fucked our predictions up on that, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Um, let's go to the men's side first. So I think we're seeing the the, the men's side flesh out. Looks like it's going to be the bloodline versus the brawling brutes and Drew McIntyre. And we assumed was going to be Kevin Owens, but it looks like Kevin Owens um, caught an injury. Go ahead, Ren. I'm thinking that's a work. Really? Why? 
I'm because th- it'll be a good pop and it'll be a good surprise. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling in 2022, huh? Yeah. Use the internet for your advantage. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you think he'll still be the fifth guy? I think he will be. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. If he's not the fifth guy, I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins. Yeah, who's the hmm. Seth Rollins versus Gunther though? I don't think they're doing any of that this year. No shit. All right. Well, they haven't mentioned anything. Fuck about, me then. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. That'd be the only match they could do it for because the Usos are unified. The World Titles unified. Um, the women's titles, but those are split up in different matches. Yeah. Um, listen, Seth Rollins was going through though. Ooh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> Maybe they still do it. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. This Survivor Series card has been really hastily put together. Yeah, kind of hasty. Um, but Seth Rollins makes sense. I mean, he's the only guy that Roman Reigns hasn't beaten. Um, uh, he's got long-standing history there. You can put them that that shit is Sean and Brett. That shit is that's a oh, that's yeah. a, they can that's something you can always go back to. Um, so if not Kevin for the Sami Zayn dynamic, then then Seth for for that dynamic there. Um, and it makes sense as another guy that Roman Reigns has wronged in his mm-hmm. his, his reign of destruction. Um, going over to the women's side, um, kind of hasty, <laughs> kind of hasty, um, hasty. Uh, Mia Yim has joined Team Bianca. Um, who do you think number five is? I think it's Charlotte. Or no, have they picked for the other team for Bailey's team? Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross. See, like this shit, man. <laughs> ah, that's funny. You that's felt that, funny. right? Like yeah. you feel that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> See, man, this shit right here. God damn, man. I feel like they ain't even trying. They had it right there to me with Sasha Naomi just for the big return. Yeah. Now Charlotte, that's a good pick. It's still a good pick. No, see, it's not a good pick because it's not on the team I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't see her fuck coming back. Pick. She's not a she's not a baby face. No, she is. No, it's gonna happen. But fuck oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny as shit. I only have one other option, and I, I'm gonna go with this option. I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. Or Candace. They better fucking not go with Candace. <laughs> I'll be so tight. No. I'll be no. pissed, bro. Oh, no, gee. No, you can't go with Candace. No, they got to go. Pissed. They got to go with Becky. They got to go with Becky. I hope. Do we get the Becky return? Are they just gonna leave it? Like, oh no, you'll see our fifth person at They they better do it that they way. Better do it that way. That because is, this shit like you said, this shit's been hasty as fuck. So slow it the fuck it. down a bit. Build up to it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get the bigger pop from a returning Becky at the show versus Where well, where is Raw this week? Uh 
Uh, I'm not even sure. Anyway, they. I mean, wherever it is, and I'm looking it up now, it'd have to be somewhere big enough that would, like, justify that, right? Probably nowhere special. Probably nowhere special. Um, November 4th. Oh, no, they were in Louisville. It doesn't matter. Let yeah. her come back. Let her come back during Survivor Series. I'm going to go with Becky. She she was the, the victim of a damage control attack, which took her off TV. It only makes sense. I'd like to see Charlotte in the in War Games, but it's all good. Yeah. Someone's been up with uh, that dynamic since, uh, since Andrade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you ain't whining about that. Interesting. Interesting. We'll see when he comes back. Yeah. It's AEW. Fun times, my guy. I think we uh we squeeze all the juice. Call us Kanye. Big Ren, let them know they can reach you on the social medias. You got it, dog. All you sick fucks out there can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at A motherfucker. A underscore M A A F F H U C K A. Check it the fuck out. And check me the fuck out. On Twitter, on the instant grams at Juvi Desayuno. That's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page. Me and Big Ren on the show page. On Twitter, on the Instagrams at the Hard Camera. Who would have thunk it? Live coverage, predictions, wisdom, whatnot, heretofore, et cetera, things of that nature. Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public. Shout out to Australia. But as you know, heartwarming content, building content, content with the human component. Content. Hopefully that was pay our bills. Great show, my guy. Great show. Yes. We will be back next week with the Full Gear Recap Show and the Survivor Series Prediction Show. Next week's show is going to mark five Years, Ren. God damn. Five years. Our very first show was the Survivor Series 2017 prediction show. Five years of the hard camera. Air hug. My guy. Better than an air <laughs> five. Yeah, my guy. <laughs> hug with your whole back. I love it, man. I love it. Keep rocking with us, man. We keep rocking with y'all. We wouldn't uh wouldn't be here without our own need Sick to fucks. do so. But also, yeah, I mean y'all, y'all, y'all fuck with us. Those who really fuck with us, fuck with us. And uh, we're gonna keep this thing going. So we'll see y'all next week. I am your guy Juve. Sitting here with my tag team partner, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are Toxic Attraction. And until next time, or we will see y'all next time. Adios amigos. Salute. Mike, check, 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 check. You are tuned in. You are listening to the addendum. What you got, Juve? Of episode 168 of the Hard Camera, THC CLXVIII. But you know that you were just listening to <laughs> the main feed, doing a little addendum. If you were listening, as you were listening, uh, you know that Ren is out of town doing Ren things, and we were recording before. Uh, the Go Home episode of Dynamite. So I figured I would hop on this microphone and uh, put the team on my back, so to speak. Got uh, three more matches announced for tomorrow's Full Gear Tomorrow, if you're listening when this drops, as you should. Uh, We joked about that. 
if you were listening, that there may be three to seven matches announced, giving us a nice, robust 23-match card. Um, but first, a couple quick hits uh, before I before I forget. Uh, we spent mad minutes on uh, on this episode, and plus past episodes, trying to figure out who's going to be number five on the women's Survivor Series War Games team. And uh, after me and Ren recorded, it hit me like a sack of bedazzled jeans that it's not going to be Becky Lynch or Charlotte or Sasha Banks. It's going to be Beth Phoenix. It's like it's clear right in front of me. She she took the bedazzled jean concerto to the neck. Um, I'm not sure why <laughs> this didn't hit me sooner. She's got to come back for war. I hit Big Ren. Ren is not enthused about that idea at all. Um, but I'll let uh, I'll let Ren speak for himself next week on our Survivor Series episode. But getting into the newest matches announced, man. First, uh, if you caught the news, the finals of the number one contender eliminator tournament is actually going to happen not on full gear, but on the dynamite after full gear. So next week's dynamite where we're going to have Ethan Page taking on the winner of Brian Cage versus the winner. Of Ricky Starks and Lance Archer. So, I know I said a lot of things there. On the buy-in, the uh, the zero hour, the pre-show, if you will, Brian Cage will be taking on the winner of Ricky Starks. Pretty Ricky, what they call him, as he takes on Lance Archer. Uh, Pretty Ricky had himself a bit of an injury, an undisclosed injury, uh, but he legitimately was, legitimately was not cleared. Hence, uh, the Ricky Starks-Lance Archer match happening tonight on Rampage. Or last night, or whenever you're hearing this, uh, reaching out to Big Ren. He is taking, for one, Ricky Starks to beat Lance Archer. And Ricky Starks to beat Brian Cage. So, the prediction that we laid out was Brian Cage versus the winner of that match. And we're both going with Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky Starks, what they call him. We're going with Pretty Ricky because um, coming out of the Hobbs feud... I mean, that was a launching point. That was a springboard, uh, a trampoline, if you will, to one-on-one stardom. Now, neither one of us, I haven't talked to Ren, of course, but I don't believe either one of us sees him as being, um, as winning, you know, the, the the championship. I personally believe he'll go on to win the tournament. I don't see him winning the championship, of course, uh, considering the, the new platform we're about to launch uh, with, with our predictions, as you heard earlier. But uh, a great showcase for Pretty Ricky and... and his new babyface turn uh, that he's been working on for a few months. Um, and him being a single star, which we hadn't seen in a while, being part of Team Taz, being linked up with Hobbs. Um, and we don't see little bits of, you know, as as the FTW champion. So this would be great to see Pretty Ricky, you know, really stand out on his own. Feels like there's been a bit of an injury bug with Ricky. Um, not even just throughout the babyface run, but leading all the way up kind of throughout his run in AEW. So I hope that... It gets strengthened, and uh, we push forward strongly. Also announced on this past Dynamite for the TNT Championship. We got a three-way match, man. Big, meaty men slapping meat. Uh, So Samoa Joe attacked Wardlow from behind last week and uh, actually delivered, like, a convincing promo about, like, why he did it. Like, you think I'm going to just sit there and let Duke get me. He literally said he wants every championship. I have a championship. That means he's eventually going to be coming for me. I'm not about to sit here and just sit in a row and be a victim. We got Wardlow, 
versus Samoa Joe versus Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT Championship. I think this will be a low-key sleeper. Um, we know who Samoa Joe is, right? Powerhouse Hobbs, I'm waiting for him to break out. And I'm waiting for Warlow to really have, like, a match, match. I think the criticism of Warlow, I mean, he, I mean, he, he's spoken about it on television. The criticism about Warlow and his booking have been loud about not necessarily having a story, about the TNT Championship not really going anywhere while it's been around his waist. Um, you know, some say he hasn't really moved the needle too much ever since the MJF few six months ago. Um, so put him in a ring with, with a ring general like Samoa Joe, a guy who I believe can go in powerhouse Hobbs, and uh, let them toss each other around. Pause. Um, yeah, me and Big Ren agree on this one as well. We're both taking Wardlow. Taking Wardlow to uh, hold it down, retain the TNT Championship. I don't uh, I don't see Samoa Joe being a double champ. I think he just keeps that that TV championship. Um, if not for just a while, or if not for when the, the ROH TV deal comes to fruition, at least holds it for a while to, to keep that reign strong. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs just coming out of, you know, starting his singles run. I don't know if I see him as a champion just yet. And even such, I'd like to see him win it one-on-one. Um, I like to see him win this, the, not maybe not this championship, but a championship one-on-one before he, uh, you know, gets to a convoluted triple threat match trying to win a title. Um, but I think this will be fun. A low-key sleeper, which takes us into damn near the default match of the night, right? For the trio's championship, it was announced on Dynamite. The champions, the Death Triangle, Pac, Ray Phoenix, and Penta. Taking on the elite, the return of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Like I said, default match of the night here. Um, not just because of the talent, but because of the history between these six men. I mean, before Death Triangle was a thing, Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers have been all around the world battling each other. They had the... Uh, the ladder match at, I forget which double or nothing it was, but they had the steel cage match last year. Um, ending notwithstanding it, he should have, they should have sold that dive off the top a little more, but hey, it's cool. Um, classic battles between these two teams. And then you got Pac and Kenny Omega. Um, Arguably, you know, top five singles feuds of AEW, the entire existence of AEW. Who could forget their other Iron Man challenge uh, back in the early stages of Dynamite? So, between the history itself, you got a compelling match. Between the six talents, you have a compelling match. But then you also have the return of the Elite. We haven't seen the Elite since they won the Trios Championship at All Out. Um, so, coming back for the titles that they literally never lost against Death Triangle, who have been uh, hit on all cylinders. And, you know, we're rightful on the microphone. Pac saying, listen, man, forget all that cloak and dagger shit. Come at me. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Um, now, Ren is taking Death Triangle. And I like that pick. I'm not mad at that pick. Because now again we didn't dig we didn't dig into the, his reasons why uh, he just I just had him shoot me a text he's over there in L A L A N um, 
But I like the pick because, I mean, who says that just because the elite is returning that they have to win the championship, right? Maybe they need to face some kind of peril, some kind of chase, right, for the titles. Um, Why do they get to just reset upon arriving back to AEW? Um, But I'm still picking the elite. (laughs) I'm going with the elite. Um, For one, because of the return. They are returning. Um, this is a potential a potential way of yeah resetting the the uh, trios division. We got House of Black coming soon. I mean, House of Black has history with with Death Triangle as well, so House of Black can fit into any role they would like to. Um, but we got the Elite coming back. The pops gonna be huge. The match is gonna be great. And also Death Triangle, they got a little bit of a little bit of tension going on. Um, Pac has been. Using the hammer, uh, <laughs> he be using that that uh, that God of War. He be using that Kratos. Uh, some of his matches, of course, it backfire against Orange Cassie, Penta, and Ray. Are like, come on, dog, you you wildin', like you're kind of wildin'. So I think that'll play into the match somehow. I'm not sure if we see a breakup necessarily, but I think that'll play into the match uh, along with just the, the the momentum of the elite coming back to try to claim what. You know, they never really lost. Kenny Omega didn't get to really have a run upon his return. Um, three matches, right? It was just the, just the tournament matches themselves. Um, either way, match of the night has been announced here. Um, but yeah, man, we got full gear coming up. Y'all just heard, plus a little extra. Uh, I want to say as well, uh, Dr. Britt Baker's promo on Dynamite. Makes me want to double down in saying how much I'd rather her win. Uh, I still don't think she will. I, I can't turn back on my pick. But uh, a hell of a point there. Like, listen, that was me in the trenches during the pandemic in Jacksonville and Daly's place making it shake when you couldn't. I respect you. You are who you are. But I don't owe you shit, shorty. I took what you what you laid down, and I built it up even higher. We both got the same opportunities. I made this shit go. You have no right to belittle me. And I respect that. Um, yeah, man, almost a babyface type promo. I mean, th- these are clear heel face dynamics. Britt Baker is the heel, but a justified heel, which adds that much more, you know, of a, of a compelling angle to this. Soraya is the face, the returning babyface. However, some could say maybe a little entitled babyface. Um, adding more of a compelling angle to this feud. So, again, I'm picking Soraya. I can't change my pick, but I'm doubling down and saying that I kind of want Britt Baker to win. Um, so, we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. But on behalf of the guy, Big Ren, I'm your boy, Juve. This is the addendum. We'll be back next week with the Full Gear recap and the Survivor Series picks. So, five years, y'all. Five years. <sighs> Salute.